Hey, everybody. Fantastic episode of The Morning Show. We talk about the volume that is steady in the NFT space. You're seeing projects like Pudgy Penguin's ecosystem, Azuki ecosystem, Fawocious ecosystem, and more all pumping. We also discuss the fact that Board Ape Yacht Club and Yuga Labs has made the announcement that they're going to be separating ApeFest into its own event, totally independent of NFT NYC. It won't be occurring at the same time and it won't be occurring in the same place. Uh, so that was definitely interesting. And we talk about some of the big sales that we're seeing on the art side of the NFT space. So all in all, it's a really fun show. We have some great guests like Crypto Kaleo and Zach Guzman, a former CNBC anchor. Uh, so really hope you enjoyed the show and remember to sign up for our newsletter at thenifty.com. And if you like fantasy sports and NFTs, sign up for So Rare at thenifty.com slash so rare. That's S-O-R-A-R-E. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the NFT Morning Show. We run this show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. each and every week. That's Eastern time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, shout out to everybody that joins us every single day. We're actually going to be giving away a portal on the show today, so you know it's shaping up to be a good one. On this show, we discuss all things NFTs, crypto, you know, finance, technology, entertainment, gaming, and everything in between. I'm your host, P.O., here with my co-host, the one and only funniest man in the business, Nifty Nick. We got King Kicks, the CEO of Crypto Raiders on stage. Easy Eats Bodega, the founder of the recently announced the name is out there now, Bodagos. Let's go. If you didn't see the video that Easy published last night, it's it's super sick. It's hilarious. Um, I don't know if it's meant to be funny. It might, it might be meant to be deeply serious. That could be the case. Um, you, but didn't, it, you didn't cry? I, I mean, I, it's easy to make me cry. We talked about that yesterday. So I was I was you know weeping uh, watching that video. Anyway, um, we also got Bunny on stage. Bunny, today your bio says that your NFT Nick's BFF. Yeah, he started following me yesterday. Uh, we really hit it off since then. <laughs> what what happened after he followed you? Like, did you guys hang out or something yesterday? No, it wasn't so much a spoken thing, P.O. Uh, it's just kind of the vibes. <laughs> it, what what sort of vibes were you feeling? Just good ones, man. Vibes are up. Big year. Vibes are up. It's going to be a big year. You guys heard it here first. We got Node, the host of Node Mode on stage. We got Signal, the author of the Nifty Daily uh, Digest, the daily newsletter that you should, can, and have to subscribe to. You have to. Nick, go ahead. I mean, can she just be Signal? No. Like, maybe, maybe she can just be herself. Like, I just don't understand why it requires that. But I was also, man... Pio, I've been thinking about the biggest story in NFT over the past 24 hours. And have you been uh, closely paying attention to like the absolute travesty that's gone down? I think I have, but I'd be curious to hear how closely you've been paying attention. I've just noticed the NFT space has been obsessed with whether or not McCarthy will become Speaker of the House. You know, that's what I've been noticing. And it just really has been pulling it, tugging at the heartstrings and really impacting a lot of the volume in the NFT market recently. I've just been observing the way that that's been just, you know, going down and it's been a real struggle out in NFT land. Like, can, can someone just take over, you know, like it's just, it's just getting absolutely ridiculous out there. And I just think, you know, it really has a major impact on the NFT market. So, uh, I don't know if you've been seeing a lot of that in your feed, but I mean, that's just all that the NFT market that I'm following seems to be able to discuss.
I, I would say that uh, my feed's the same as yours, man. I'm seeing the same thing. Um, so we have a lot. You know, we'll be able to discuss it with this full house. Uh, you know, we also have Node, the host of Node Mode, the Art Focus podcast. We have Fran Alations texted me this morning. He just got his second board ape. He's a two ape owner, double ape again. We got B Check. Uh, you know, you might not know this, but B Check's writing up a storm in the NFT space. So definitely uh, check out B Check's writing. I'm letting Mike G on stage. We got Zach. Guzman on stage. I'm ex- excited to talk to him. Uh, Zach is f- a former anchor from Yahoo Finance and CNBC, so it looks like we're a little bit more legit today. We got a we got a mainstream TV uh, guest on the show, so that's going to be fun. Uh, but Nick, I no was no one cares about the speakers, dude. <laughs> no one cares about it. Not even the not even the Congress. They just don't care about it. You know, it's just like it's just <laughs> when will it end? <laughs> when will it end? That's the question I've just been asking myself all day. Is I just wonder when will it end? When will progress in the NFT market can march forward? I see Agent Orange NFT in the audience, but he has no uh, bio. So, well, like, sh- I mean, no shout out to him regardless. <laughs> no one's voting for him. You think he's here for the votes? Rocky, Rocky, he's active in in the uh, community. Big he's fan of Rocky, team- Rocky. He's been tweeting up a storm about political issues. He's been wondering about, will Andrew Tate, you know, ever make it out of jail? Because, like, you know, w- what did he do? You know? <laughs> what, like, who, like what, what happened there? His, he's into NFTs, crypto, stocks, music, fitness, mindfulness, sports, comedy, and pets. And he, he uh, makes sure to cover every single one of those subjects every single day. Every single day, you got to make sure you work out, you walk the dog, you meditate, you work, uh, you trade a little bit of stocks, you enter your options position, you exit your options <laughs> position, you flip a little bit of Solana, and then you buy some NFTs, and that's what Rocky Rocky does on a daily basis. That's a loaded that day. All, he does that all before ten. That's like a CEO level day. He must be up at like 4 a.m. or something. That's pretty impressive. Uh, we got Near here. Near is building at Near is building. He said he's just here for the news. That's what his bio said. Well, you come to the right place, kind of near. You'll get some news here, uh, but you're going to have to wait for it. You're going to have to listen for a while before you get the news. You know, near. I see uh, near says, <laughs> I totally get it, P.O. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Sunrock is, uh, well, apparently part of Neko Alliance, which is a Japanese NFT project, NFT Japan management, uh, M- uh, I don't know what that is. Management Japan NFT News Creators and Alpha, Basie Macy, 10KTF Moonbirds and JPEGs. So that's the all-encompassing one. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah, we, we want is. them to manage us going over to Japan. That sounds fun. Um, we got we got Vish in the crowd. That's at VP one four three. He says love Web two exclamation point love Web three exclamation point. He's just a positive guy, Nick. He's just a positive guy. We love Vish. Positivity is good in this dark age, you know. It's just an important thing to to have nowadays. And uh, B.B. Bundy is a photographer, a rug collector. And I don't know if he's talking about actual, like, like carpets rugs or, like, Persian rugs or if he's just actually talking about the fact that he collects scams in his wallet, which I think if you're in the NFT space, you have to just assume that, that you it's do. scams that he's collecting. Uh, nothing is financial advice on his profile. He's in a program management and process improvement. 
Uh, that's what he is as a professional. Look, we're, we've been spending a lot of time on process improvement, and I totally feel you on that, BB Bundy. Like, Me if too. you're not getting the processes right, are you really building anything? Is a business happening? Or do the executives care? Do they care? Are they even listening? Like, why do I show up every day to this stupid job, you know, when they just don't pay <laughs> attention to what I'm talking about? That's the question that I'm always asking. Uh, Nick, and I think- will they double my salary? I think a lot of people are asking the same question. So I'm glad that we have some qualified professionals in the crowd that are helping drive things forward. We got Blurs, also known as OX Blurs. He's wrapping a pudgy penguin with the hat to the side. His bio says, trust me, I give the best financial advice. Well, appreciate that, Blurs. We need more people like you in the space that give the best financial advice. Love to see it. Eliza Creighton-Stewart loves all things Web3 Gaming. Head of Growth Community Research at Real Third Web, working with Jonah. Um, and uh, she's suggesting that you join their Discord for the real alpha. Um, <laughs> it's a big on, pitch. Eliza, don't lie. Don't lie. That's a, that's uh, a big pitch. Don't make that up. Uh, what, maybe she has the real alpha on the situation in Congress, because that's <laughs> what all that N- NFT Twitter can talk about over the past 24 hours. I was actually shocked that Signal didn't include that in the newsletter today. I was just wondering what happened. Like what what editorial standards do we even have around here now that we're not we're not bringing in some of the biggest political stories into our (laughs) daily NFT newsletter. It's just I mean, it's just ridiculous. Those stories get clicks, Nick. So you're on to something. Uh, I'm going to do one more. Jack of all trades dot ETH at Jack Ronan three says that he's an educated speculator. Uh, Well, kicks here used to be a sophisticated speculator. So it's great to hear Oh, you'd say he still is. Well, shout out to jackofalltrades.eth. Nick, do you have uh, you have one closeout introduction from the audience? Uh, sure. I see camblack.eth, but the A in black is X. So you know that this is innovation. He's at the forefront. He's a futurist. He's bullish on NFTs and Broncos country. <laughs> uh, so he's a football fan. I don't think they're doing so hot right now, right? The Broncos? Does anyone? I, I mean, I, all I remember was the Christmas Day game, and that wasn't a good one. That, that was when Kicks lost a substantial amount of money. Uh, he's been okay. sleeping on the couch ever since, I thought. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong yeah. about that. Yeah, Russell Wilson's a little punk bitch, but other than that, you know, they're doing well. Oh, wow. Okay. Is opinion. No, I, like, opinion. I like Russell Wilson. The problem is, it, you know, once you start getting too many TV deals, you have a bad year. Matthew Stafford, big Caesars pizza deal. Not a good year for him. Russell Wilson, lots of deals this year. Not good for him. Baker Mayfield used to have a lot of deals. Wasn't so good for him. Now no more deals. Now he throws touchdowns. They have literally the second worst uh, uh, rating in all of the NFL, second only to the uh, the Texans. The Colts are up there as well, but they're not doing well. How did I know this? Because I literally Googled it before it came out of my words because I have no idea what the team standings are in the <laughs> NFL, but I just found out. So there you go. Did you know who has the best? Because I had no idea. Wouldn't have guessed it. P.O., who would you guess has the best uh, rating in all of the NFL? Like a single individual player? No, the the team. Which one has the – oh, sorry. And my apologies. I was this looking is, at both. This is how you know. This is how you know. This is how you know Nick doesn't know what he's talking about when he says they have a really good rating. Uh, sorry. Like, are we sorry. talking uh, – Rating is – Are we the talking pro- star? Like record? Like five star? Record like is the word I was looking for there. So you're talking about five. the Philadelphia Flying Birds? Go! 
I, so Nick, I actually, I, when you said rating, I thought that it was like a rating, like ESPN did a power ranking rating for them or something. I was like, oh, there must be a new stat that everyone's accepted oh, as the main one. You meant record, okay. like I win mean, and loss right. record. Needs, Nick needs like a little like uh, like intro ESPN. Dun nut, dun nut. Over to you, Nick. <laughs> both both words start with R, and that's all that matters. So we have record and rating. And I'm going to be honest, those two things probably correlate. But still, P.O., you didn't answer the question. Who do you think has uh, the best Nick record? Gave, Nick gave you one of them. He, he just told you one of them. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Who on the uh, who's the other team? The uh, you know, I haven't watched football in a while uh, since Tom Brady left the Patriots. Uh, I just don't care. And I don't like the football broadcast. I feel like they're just shoving ads now down your throat excuses every, your every time out. And I feel like they, they make the content for like 40 to 60 year old men. Like that's the age group that they're making the content for. And I'm not in that age group yet. Honestly, 50 to 70 year old men. I feel like they make the okay. content for. But anyway, uh, I'm going to guess the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, you were right. Yeah, because Patrick Mahomes, dude, that guy's really good. Everybody knows that. I got him on my fantasy team. That's why. I oh, came in third this that's year. why so, you won. Okay. Yeah, well, he's I didn't like win. I came in third, but I don't have to pay any money, so I'm pretty happy. I should have been in second place. I should have made money. That's that. that there was it was a bullshit match in the uh, in the previous uh, playoff game, and I'm I'm really disappointed in what happened. My team seriously underperformed that week, despite absolute dominance the rest of the weeks and I, I'm, I'm just really pissed off about that so nick before we dive into the weather report do you know why i uh, really am interested and appreciate like a player like patrick holmes mahomes do you know why nick well my guess is it reminds you of basketball players as well well I, it well it does he does in the sense that every once in a while in any sort of skill-based endeavor whether it's a sport or something else there's a sort of uh, a baseline that's accepted by everybody that participates in that thing in the world of what you can do I totally, I totally got it wrong with the direction you were going I thought you were going to shout out so rare Oh but, well uh, I can I can definitely <laughs> we'll, we'll shout out so rare but what I was going to say Nick is every once in a while someone comes along and they push it to the next level and they show you hey whatever you thought was possible we can actually take this thing a lot further Stephen Curry did it in basketball there's other examples in other sports and Patrick Mahomes is one of the examples in football and I just appreciate people that show you that you can really go to the next level and whatever you thought was the ceiling you can actually bust right through that and that's why you should sign up for so rare sign up at the nifty.com slash so rare because whatever you thought was possible with nft so rare is just blasted actually in in all seriousness so rare had their second highest sale ever yesterday 50 grand for a john morant card nick i bet you you wish that you won one of those john morant cards huh look i always wish that i have free money and that's all that i care about in this space like one of the most disappointing things over the past few months is I haven't been receiving enough of that until yesterday when I bought the FIWO cards. I bought the paint, but I also got a canvas. It turns out that the canvas is the thing that guarantees the PFP spot mm. and the other uh, ferocious side projects. I was informed that the paint does not necessarily guarantee uh, a PFP spot. So there's mixed messages coming through right now on this situation. Um, and so that's where uh, you know I'm at right now. But I made... Some solid money yesterday. Am I going to sell and take the gain? Hell no. <laughs> no, that, that ain't going to happen. I'm holding on until I get the PFP. And uh, that's what I'm looking for because I want a FIWO in my uh, wallet. You know what I also did yesterday, which is completely unrelated to the question that you had or a complete tangent from literally the entire subject matter. 
I got a print of one of the the art pieces that I got the other day, and it, I went I went big with this one. It's a decent size in terms of what I got, and I'm um, very excited about that. But sorry, back to so rare that you were saying there. Oh, sign up at the nifty.com slash so rare. I'm officially a so rare full on degen where as soon as I can claim my free card, like that, th you know, it's every 24 hours, but not like every calendar day. So, like, let's say you claim it at 8 p.m. one day, you have to wait until 8 p.m. the next day. So it's like 8.01, and I'm just like, give me that free card because I'm just trying to enter as many tournaments as possible. I want to win that John Moran card that. I could sell for 50k uh or that person probably like bought something though in order to you, like you get can to do that, that too but you can just win really rare cards for uh competing well and the more right. you compete yeah the, the more you compete the better cards you get and as you get more cards you can enter more competitions so i'm just trying to i'm kind of building a little bit of an army low-key not, not gonna lie an army of like nba players um i don't know what i'm gonna do when the nba season's over because i don't know anything about soccer or uh baseball but we'll see. But anyway, oh, God, baseball is not not a good one. No fun. If you're into baseball, I apologize. <laughs> well, like some people do like baseball. Even more boring. Some people like, do like baseball. Yeah, I know. And those there's also people that like uh, playing Sudoku all day long. <laughs> like, but like, is that like, you know, does that mean that life is exciting? No, it doesn't. None, like that's none baseball is about the same as like literally twiddling your thumbs. <laughs> Anyways, um, ladies and gentlemen, sign up for So Rare, thenifty.com slash So Rare, T H E N I F T Y dot com slash S O R A R E. Nick, it seems like you want to say something before the weather well, report. Yeah, I just wanted to say uh, also, if you're not on the newsletter, hop over to the newsletter because we're about to give out a portal uh, to somebody who signs up for the newsletter. You can do that at thenifty.com, T H E N I F T Y dot com. Uh, you know, when I said that, it sounds sort of like the same as spelling M-I-C-K-E-Y-M-O-U-S-E. You know well, what I'm I saying? don't think we want to go in this Mouse. direction. The nifty Mickey Mouse. Well, well, the nifty. When you started singing yesterday, the Forever audience... We will join the Jamboree or something like that. Is the, that what, I don't know how it goes. The audience ran out of the show like it was a fire songs. drill uh, yesterday. So that was, that was a tough one. Um, hey, if you hate Mickey Mouse and you like baseball... <laughs> You might as well run out of here anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you just don't get the right priorities in life. Okay. I'm going to be honest. Okay. All right. Got it. Anyway, I believe it, it's Signals Day for the Weather Report. Correct, Signal? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, and that's obviously another famous song from The Lion King called Mickey <laughs> Mouse. Uh, on to the weather today, Thursday, 5th of January. GM, everyone. Open sea, looking nice and healthy. We are still above 10 million coming in, just shy of 12 million. While blur, slightly above open sea for that blur farming, coming in at 14 million. Onto the leaders, uh, apes ecosystem pretty stable, but the numbers are strong. Punks still ranging. It's the other collections which are much more interesting this morning. Azuki absolutely cooking at 17 ETH. Moonbirds also doing incredibly well, up at 9.5 ETH. Pudgies uh, holding. Holding seven doodles also up as well at 7.5 and clonex just seeing a little bit of demand coming in have broken above six ETH. Over the past 24 hours, let's talk about Izuki. That is leading the open sea ranks. The sales bot was on fire yesterday, whilst the collection ripped from 14 ETH yesterday to 17. And beans, they have followed and hit a two ETH wall. We also saw a rare spirit sell for 280 ETH as well this week, as speculation is mounting and the run-up to the Azuki anniversary. 
on to Rekt Guy, uh, not coming out of the news at all. We talked about this collection yesterday, still continues to have a tear. It was at uh, one ETH just three weeks ago, yesterday at 1.6 and now at two ETH. The entire ecosystem is creeping up. We're also seeing tabs at 0.25. Other notable runners across the market, well, pretty much everything that we've been talking about for the past month is up. You've got oddities uh, upcoming because of the mythics and also Kevin Rose announced in a Discord that he is getting on stage at CES with an announcement. Friendship bracelets holding 0.45. Captain's Mint obviously sold out the 10K collection, raising 13 million on the primary sale. You've got doodle boxes and duplicators. They are set to reveal the beta kicks, the kicks the beta keys which will kick off doodles too and of course cubs doing phenomenally well easy called this uh two days ago in the show when he said it was looking interesting crypto looking rather boring compared to the nft market or ranging there so overall basically the market is cooking we've got volume across the leaders dogs beans azuki all led the one day volume yesterday uh, and we're seeing many well-known collections that pulled back in december gain momentum so for now it's been a long time but that 24-hour forecast is bright and sunny as we head into the week back to you guys absolutely what's, oh go ahead nick what's going on with uh how's bonk looking huh <laughs> Like that's that's the real question. We we Somebody got sold seven hundred thousand dollars worth in one transaction today and only received six hundred and twenty k because of the slippage, and it <laughs> caused a massive forty percent tank in the in the price. Would you look at that? <laughs> Who could have possibly seen something you know like what's even funnier? Yeah, I bought the absolute hell out of the dip, and I'm now up about seventy two percent. It rebounded beautifully. Very nice. Very nice. Who could have seen that coming, that someone would sell a, a bunch of a complete shit coin that nobody knows what it even is and or who made it or what it's going to be in two weeks, let alone uh, two months? Dude, that's disrespectful. This is the future of finance. And I like it's just crazy. It, it had more volume than Solana itself yesterday. And uh, it's approaching... Uh, Easy was giving me some numbers. It also did uh, almost as much volume as OpenSea yesterday. Just saying. There we go. So, like, would you rather trade a JPEG or would you rather get some bonk token, Pia? Um, I'd, I'd bonk it up. Anyway, some other updates from the Nifty Daily Digest, which is the daily newsletter that is published seven days a week, five days a week with stories written by Signal. Uh, Twitch stream, and, and you can sign up at the nifty.com, and you should, because that's how we're giving away the portal today. Twitch streamer and NFT project founder DNP3 has admitted to gambling away the investor funds. I don't know if I'd call them investor funds, but basically... Yeah. The the money that he raised from uh you know selling his NFTs in the least surprising news ever an NFT project founder was completely irresponsible and none of the money is left so uh, n- nothing too shocking there but yes it was definitely making waves I guess uh, people thought that that was uh something what what Nick Go ahead. well his project was goobers so like who who thought that that project was gonna fail I sure didn't. Well, it was also the same developer that was creating Llama versus Metaverse. There was a bunch of stuff that this individual was involved in. Yeah, and I don't think he... Uh, it's not like he was gambling like some other people with uh, the company funds on cryptocurrency. I think he was uh, sports betting on No, stake. it was way, way worse. It wasn't even sports betting. It was slots. <laughs> no, it was on stake just aping like fucking slots, like dude. you take a degenerate and then you ramp that thing up 100 degrees and this this does not even start to like 
there was also videos of this individual asking people from the community for loans. Like this was like the peak degeneracy, just terrible. See, that's just, I mean, I feel bad because, you know, an addiction is an addiction. You'd be addicted to drugs, gambling, whatever. But like, at least with cryptocurrency or NFTs or even sports betting, you can like in your head be like, (laughs) I have an edge. I have an edge here. (laughs) Yeah. Like I have an edge here. Everyone knows like mathematically you're, you have no edge. You have a negative. It's a literal losing game. Like it's a losing game. It is confirmed. Like casinos will even tell you, like you're gonna lose money. Like, and exactly. the worst part is, you don't even get to pull a handle or anything. Like you're just sitting there clicking a button, just hoping, clicking. just literally oh, just clicking, clicking a mouse. Well, that, and better news, I just sold my bonk airdrop that was seventy seven dollars like two days ago for three hundred fifteen. So I got five oil changes now. I mean, that's that incredible. Oil from Jiffy Lube. Well, the premium oil is like ninety bucks, so I don't know if your math adds up there, but you got at least three or four of them for sure. Okay. Um. In other news, Sappy Seals launched Meme Machine, which is a platform which generates uh, or creates generative AI memes unique to each NFT. Uh, moving on from that, the creator of Final Fantasy, that video game series, Square Enix, has uh, they wrote in their annual newsletter that the firm is most focused on blockchain-powered gaming and its new, de- new development efforts. Uh, to me least surprising news ever, right? Because we won't call it blockchain gaming anymore in 10 years. It'll just be gaming. But you still have random ass haters saying that blockchain is not going to invade gaming. Anyway, Final Fantasy, Square Enix, they seem to think so. Last but not least, um, Discord messages shared from the Board Ape Yacht Club server announced that ApeFest 2023 is going to detach itself from NFT NYC and it's going to explore new locations. No surprise. That's the least... Another least surprising news thing. Um, Nail in the coffin. Nail in the coffin. Well, we're going to talk about that. Um, anyway, other than that, I mean, that's that's pretty much it besides some big sales, right? So we got another big-ass X-Copy sale. Mortal sold for 100 ETH. X-Copy wakes up in the morning, and every 24-hour cycle, at most 48-hour cycle, there is a six-figure sale on one of his old pieces. So that's pretty crazy. Other than that, uh, Signal already talked about that big Azuki uh, spirit sale. Um, you know, the meme cards by Punk6529 are doing pretty good right now. Uh, Grant Yun's citrus piece just hit a 50 ETH reserve. So Grant Yun, definitely a darling of the art side of the NFT market. Um, those are your stories from the Nifty Daily Digest, ladies and gentlemen. Nick, uh, what do you think of the Ape Fest maneuver, huh? Well, uh, I mean, it... I actually, so I didn't apply to be a speaker at NFT NYC this year. Uh, did you? Hell no. Um, and so uh, I'll be interested to see what happens. When they say that they uh, detach, though, like the real question I have, does this mean that um, uh, it will not be in April? Yeah. So they're, they're not even posting it around that time. This leaves, oh my gosh, this leaves an awesome void open to host the biggest event ever at NFT NYC. Yeah. Our NFT event is probably going to be the biggest one now. So shout out to club. They felt the heat. They understood the competition that was going on and they said, we're going to step back and uh, let these people thrive. There was way too much competition and uh, we're not having any of that. So, you know, uh, what do I think about it? I think it's an interesting move. 
bigger question that kind of exists for me is like, so are all of us going to go like fly down to a board ape event somewhere? Like, is it, it, it like that's not associated with another event that's going on? So he, the big events now are VCon, NFT NYC. In theory, is still a big event. Art Basel. That's three. Then the the kind of wild cards now are NFT LA. Proof of conference, right? The first proof of conference is going to come through. And then now this Ape Fest thing, you know the bored apes are going to pull up to Ape Fest. I think Ape Fest is now on Breakpoint, PO. Oh, and, and got, yeah, Breakpoint's fucking it's gonna dope. be in Singapore. Unbel can't wait. Literally can't wait. Unbelievable. Mine uh, is Breakpoint. Uh, I believe it will be it was in November. I believe it should be around November. I did the math here. And so the reality is is if you really want to get into a Delta's diamond uh, <laughs> circle. The real path to getting there is you're going to want to be flying first class internationally <laughs> just a couple of times. So, like, you just need to do it a couple of times on a nice international flight. It's insane because you get one nice $3,000 ticket. You, you're, uh, that, that first ticket, instant silver, right? Like, and you get a couple more of those, bing, bang, boom, suddenly you're at, uh, you're at <laughs> platinum, you know? So, uh, if we got to go around the world in order for, me just to, to get, get that platinum status on Delta, then, I mean, that seems like a top priority within the organization. I, I think so, too. I love the way you're thinking about this, Nick. Uh, but, yeah, Breakpoint is sick. Look, Bunny has his hand raised. Bunny, you're a bored ape. Are you going to make the trip to Ape Fest when it's not attached to NFT NYC anymore? I hope it's still in NY. I live in New Jersey, so it's like a 30-minute train ride. So, it's, I mean, We're as long basically as it's neighbors. There, uh, yeah. You guys got to hang out. I can basically see we gotta money hang out. from my yeah. apartment. I'm coming for pizza, dude. <laughs> I was thinking about this DMP3 thing, though. Uh, it would have been pretty bullish if he won. Oh, right? beyond. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if he Imagine just hit it big. 10x the treasury, dude. That'd be so bullish. <laughs> I like the way you're thinking about it, buddy. I think that you're on point. Um I mean, look, you just got some bad luck when, like, when Easy and I did the coin flipping on Solana, and we, we lost, lost eleven times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Hey, look, gambling—you never, uh, you were never guaranteed victory. Um, Nick, go ahead. I mean, I, I was rooting for the guy, you know. Like, if uh, if he, if he, sometimes you know, when you when your back gets pushed against the wall in a business, let's say like you you deployed capital, you made some bets, and all the bets got wrong. There's one last natural progressive uh, step for you to take, and that's to just go to to Vegas and uh, bet it all on black, you know, like or red, whichever him, one. If you, you lose know. it all, just say that you lost it in FTX. I mean, I think that's a great kind of just out, you know, just be like, ah, sorry, it was FTX. I mean, it wasn't fake. I will say, like, uh, I'm sure the guy's going through a bunch of uh, shame. Uh, associated yeah. uh, with this. Well, honesty is honesty is the most like admitting it is the is the biggest step to fixing fixing it. So came out and admitted it. We'll root for the comeback for this guy. Keep your chin up, head up. We've all been down in the gutter before. Uh, so I'll, I'll share one comparable story that I experienced, but it wasn't I wasn't gambling with investor money, but it uh, it was close enough, which was uh, in. I'd say one of my like first couple of years of college, <laughs> actually, yeah, first couple of years of college, somewhere around like 20, uh, call it 2021, I was there. I, um, uh, I was in town and I was hanging out at my uh, friend's place. It could have been like spring break or something. And they had, uh, my friend was at MIT 
and was still convinced that they could uh, essentially beat the house at blackjack because he had uh, he had read the uh, book about the twenty one uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, in- inevitably ended up uh, uh, becoming uh, close with that guy. But what happened was we went. He introduced me to an online site where you could play blackjack. And the way that those casinos work is if you bet a certain amount, they'll give you a uh, free deposit. Or they'll double. They'll give you like a bonus, essentially. Match. So, yeah. So, so you put in four hundred fifty dollars, you get four hundred fifty dollars. So I went on. I put my four hundred fifty dollars in. I don't. That's like a lot of money to me. And uh, and so I put the money in, and I start gambling with it. And uh, what I was gambling with, apparently, they gave you the match. I assumed that I was playing with the match money and would just go and withdraw my money. So I, I promptly lose $450 <laughs> and, and try to withdraw. And they're like, you can't withdraw that because the bonus money you, you have play to, to earn bet, it. basically. The first kind of play to earn. So, so, so I, I couldn't get it. They took the money and that was like the end of the story. And, and it was quite devastating because I'm like, I had anticipated that I was just going to go withdraw that money, but I couldn't. You had to like wait a period of time. You had to place a certain number of bets. To your point, it was play to earn. In this case, it was play to lose, and I just lost money. Uh, well, hey, dude, this space is full of people that are, you know, kind of ag- aggressive on the risk side. I mean, Chris Saka, one of the best VCs in in you know in history, or you know, in current times at least, he famously took out a bunch of student loans and went long on the market in 1999. Ended up down two million dollars was able to negotiate it down to only being down $1 million and then just hustled his way through San Francisco. And now he's worth like a couple hundred million. That's one other thing to add there though. The negotiation, here's the crazy thing. When you go with like Charles Schwab, for example, one time I uh, traded an option. I made an options trade before the close of the market was trying to get out at the close of the, like right before the close was not able to get out. The uh, earnings come out for this company and they just shit the bed and my my trade goes against me, whatever it is. I call up Schwab and I say, hey, I tried to exit the trade, but the market had closed. And they were like, cool, what was the position value beforehand? And they just gave me the money. And I was yeah, like, they were probably betting against you. Yeah, I was like, what? You can, I guess in the options market, the brokerage firms are basically just always the ones selling to you. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, that, that sounds like it was a pretty good finish there. A signal has her hand raised. Signal, what's going on? Yeah, no, just going back to that ape news, I think it's quite interesting um, that the festival might not be happening at uh, NFT NYC because once they remove themselves from essentially the conference circuit, it puts them in a sort of different category of what is a festival and the type of festival that they want to be. So it could be that if they do this in year one, it's only the eight community that actually turns up. But in year two, they could be going into sort of more of that like Coachella, South by Southwest kind of thing where they dictate what the conference is and what the tone of the conference is. I think it's really bullish for apes and it's an opportunity to bring uh, more people from outside of their, like outside of the primary uh, community. I think it's legit like a Coachella competitor. They're doing a lot of different stuff. They're competing with Coachella. Coachella. I would say South by Southwest. It'd probably be a little I, bit closer. Yeah. A culture and music festival. Coachella's <laughs> like the biggest music They're festival. They're competing in the US. with Coachella. All I saw <laughs> at the Board Ape events was Instagram models. That was all that I saw at uh, at Board Ape Yacht Club events. It's crazy. It was actually shocking. I finally felt there it weren't home. any guys there. 
It was only it, Instagram models. It was all uh, female Instagram models, exactly. And I just felt right at home because I, for a long time, was making my own living as a male Instagram model. And people were sort of looking to me as sort of uh, a thought leader within the uh, Instagram influencer space. So I'm pretty excited that finally we're going to get more of that. It, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, places us, you know, and a lot of board ape holders, I feel like, have feel similarly. You know, when they got into flipping JPEGs in early 2021, they were uh, basically taking a break from the influencer modeling uh, gig. And that's what I've seen just across the board. I mean, I've never seen a more attractive crowd than NFT NYC. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, but I do think, you know, Board API Club, they're now trying to compete. Well, they're building a metaverse platform to be that's designed to be the premier metaverse platform. So they're competing with Sandbox, Decentraland, anybody that's ever stepped into the metaverse arena. Then they're competing with Soho House, it sounds like. And they're also competing with uh, South by Southwest. So there's a lot of competition. They're also competing with anybody that put out an NFT collection ever. I hear that they're also creating their own governmental organization and actually uh, carving off a piece of the United States where they <laughs> actually own all the real estate as well and building an army. So there's a lot of different things that they're involved with. And I've, I've noticed very much so that the Board Ape uh, Yacht Club community has been very passionate about the current situation taking place in the house with Kevin McCarthy. <laughs> so they're going to secede too. That's pretty good. Signal, you raise your hand again or is that an accident? That's an accident. You're muted. Okay. Oh, that was an accident. Okay. No worries. No worries. Uh, Noah has his hand raised. And then I, I want to throw to some of our, we, I mean, we got Kaleo on stage right now. We got Zach Guzman. Can we also get a political expert on stage here to help us just navigate the situation though? Because I mean, my gosh, man, it's just, could it be a more trying time? And like, we need the voice of reason here. Well, Node, Node's big into politics. Node, what, what are you thinking about when Easy it comes to- Easy seems really enthusiastic about it. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I understand your strong opinion for wondering about who the uh, who's going to become the new speaker. <laughs> I understand. I understand. It's uh, it's a good joke. I've not stopped laughing. Um, the joy on my face is extremely ecstatic, and I'm excited for five minutes later when we hear it again. Okay. <laughs> no, no, please, please give us give us your hot take. Uh, well, I wanted to congratulate. My, my hot take is this. I wanted to congratulate Nick. Uh, yesterday, I watched uh, a really amazing unboxing video of him opening up his uh, Board API Club collectible. And it reminded me of Steve Carell in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. So, you know, just those, that's, that, that was the image that came in my mind. Nick, Steve Carell, 40-Year-Old Virgin, congratulations. You got your I new mean, toy. I actually uh, really like really that super plastic you, dude. toy. Dude, this is actually that's probably yeah, one of the good. best ones that I have. I have. I have others here. But the, the, uh, the, it's like a very solid and heavy, excuse me, heavy uh, super plastic item. When I compare it to the other, this is one of my... Uh, favorite ones here. This one is nice, but it, the weight that's associated with it. Sorry for the Twitter Spaces people. Uh, you you can't see it, but it's is a, that a janky. It's a it's a, a janky or this is Gugamon. This is Gugamon, and then uh, I believe that, myself. Oh, you is, guys, got, you guys got some serious toys. This is uh, this is a this is a Junko Mizuno. <laughs> I don't know. I guess this is janky. I don't know which one's janky and which one's Gugamon, I'm going to be honest. But uh, we're going to be making our own competitors to this most definitely uh, in, in the near future when we release our PFP. 
I'm pretty excited. We we have a, a dope artist on on staff. We finally like had a man talk about like we have a breakthrough. Yeah, fucking like finally. It took like six months of working with like I, I don't even want it. We, this is not the show to discuss it. But the bottom line is this this board ape super plastic is going to get me through to the launch of uh, of our of shit our, our NFT. And it's going to be a fastball down the middle you bunch of chumps. Wait, you're literally going to yeah. need a catcher to it's his I mean, hands going to hurt. It's going to be painful. They're just calling our audience chumps. That's kind of rude. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Dude, um, you must be I know what I know why Pio's in a, in a sort of mood right now and it has heavily to do with Kevin McCarthy and the current situation <laughs> within all right, I'm resetting the timer. We only got three and a half minutes through that one. There we go. Well, look, um, I, I want to hear from. So we got Witters on stage. Then we'll go to to Zach and to, to Kaleo and Wizard of Soho's on stage too. We got an all star team on stage right now. Witters, you requested to speak right from the beginning of the show. I don't know if we've had you on the show since we saw your automatic weapon resting against the wall behind you during our YouTube stream a couple weeks ago. Since then, you've also uh, posted on Twitter pictures of you with a handheld gun um, doing things. So what's with all the the weapon and like... Uh, not, not safe for kids, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, what's up with all the armory-related content that we're seeing from Witters these days? Are you, uh, are you just trying to show everybody that you mean business? <laughs> no, I uh, turns out that, you know... Uh, Posting pictures with my handguns and my armory uh, gets more engagement than my full art. So that, I mean, it's sad, but it's it's the truth. Uh, but are you surprised? Maybe, maybe you could draw a piece of art and then shoot it with um, one of your weapons. <laughs> I bet that would be and that's really pretty good. Viral. Actually, yeah, killing my art is. Oh no! Winters just shut him off. She's like, wow. "Yeah, messing with that RP." You, you froze for Later, a minute, Nick. but we got you, Nick. You froze for a minute, but you're back. You can hear me. Oh, yes. that was so crazy. I was gonna say, uh, and I just saw my. That's insane. And I'm plugged into the wall. That's it, man. This is just outrageous. But uh, the bottom line is, uh, the the real question is, is do those impressions of guns actually convert into art sales? And my guess is, like, most definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's just a direct correlation. Um, but um, aside from why I requested, um, I think that I know why Bonk tanked momentarily. There was actually a wallet draining uh, shitcoin called um, Three Dildos Capital that was listed seconds before the freefall, um, and they and they just couldn't help themselves. Um, but that's, that's I mean that's just pure speculation. Please don't look. Are you making a, this up? Is this a, a joke? joke? No, this is dead serious. Oh, okay. There is in fact a shitcoin, oh an ERC twenty shitcoin called Three DC. And it does stand for three dildos capital. <laughs> I don't think the the drain was like this situation is related, but the shitcoin is alive and well and currently trending on an upward projection. Okay. Well, hey, you never know with Witters. That sounded literally just like a Witters joke. And with the punchline just being the title of the coin being three dildos capital. But hey, uh, we'll we'll take it. So look, we got we got Zach Guzman on stage. Zach, Wait, did she even she didn't even mention the thing that she wanted to bring up. 
Well, what'd you want to bring up, Witters? Go. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just getting awfully nervous um, with everything pumping. And it, it like it almost feels like we're strapped in to this roller coaster that's just like inching to a drop zone, I guess. And but then when I zoomed out and started looking at like the, the macro environment, like Daddy Bezos is laying off thousands, like 18,000 people. And then um, bullish. <laughs> bullish. <laughs> And, and then if you look in my mouth, sometimes doesn't make words um, come out the right way, but it's called the Drury <laughs> Index. And it kind of like tabulates all of the incoming shipping containers and it's in free fall. And my question to y'all um, was going to be like with seeing all of this volume in crypto right now, um, and I'd like to actually quote Oscar, um, do you think the big boys are trying to mitigate the risk for what's about to happen? Like, does anybody else like just feel anxious? I don't know. Maybe I'm look a uh, little macro question. I see. Next. I see the shipping container chart and my gosh, it is in free fall. This is the Drury World Container Index. I wasn't familiar with it, but Witters is out here educating us on probably one of the premier indices uh, in the market today, the uh, World Container Index. Um, and uh, the price increased by 0.7% to 2,135 per 40-foot container, uh, which isn't um, an unreasonable amount. Uh, I don't know if any of you have booked 40-foot containers in the past. Uh, I've done it once before, and let me tell you, it's an exciting time. But uh, in terms of, and that's just, I'm assuming the shipping price. Um, yeah, you're, you're uh, spot on. Uh, but that, the, the latest index only goes through December 25th. So my guess is uh, that, that that's where I see the latest information. Do you have anything that's uh, more recent? Or was that just a holiday adjustment? Well, I, what if they just stopped? What if it, there's just no more and um, everyone should start? <laughs> they just went out of business. They're just gone. We, the whole container ind industry is just done. Well, if, if I can chime in and on this whole situation and just provide a little bit of color, whether it's first of all, you're probably feeling anxiety because we're heading into a full moon here pretty soon. Um, in fact, it is tomorrow. Um, and so those generally can be some pretty volatile days. I will tell you that the last three full moons um, have been uh, slightly bullish over about a one week uh, span after the full moon. Um, so uh, it may not be a bad full moon, but that's probably why you're feeling anxiety. That's probably why you're seeing a lot of euphoria, uh, a lot of people acting a little wild. In terms of the shipping container thing, I mean, yeah, it's uh, we're going into a recession. Yeah, you'd have to look and compare it back to like 2019 levels. Yeah, 20, 2021 was kind of crazy. 2020 uh, lockdown, so you'd have to compare it to 2019. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely a sign that. Uh, there's a little bit of a recession. Also, because of 2021, a bunch of companies had way too much inventory. So they don't really need to order more stuff. They kind of have to clear through that. Nick's a big Lululemon guy. Even the amount of uh, buying volume that he has in that company is not putting much of a dent onto that uh, inventory overhang. And uh, Kix just said it spot on, basically. People ramp up for the holidays and then uh, they don't need to ship in. They need to burn through that inventory. And so that's the situation that's had. I would be interested in comparables year over year. And uh, the Drury site does not make it easy for me to look that up. But, uh, you know, I'm looking at uh, Statista. And it looks it looks like we're about at 2019 levels, uh, January 2019 levels. So it's, it's not like the world is ending. 
There we go. Well, fair. I mean, uh, we'll have to circle back on this stuff with Wizard of Soho and Kaleo to get a little bit of a scoop. We got Zach Guzman on stage. First time on the show, Zach's bio says that he's telling inconvenient crypto truths as the host of Coinage Media. He's formerly an anchor for Yahoo Finance and CNBC. He w- I think he's, we had him on before. I, I don't think that... I could be wrong, but I don't think that we have. He's also a Harvard econ guy, so you know that he's the smartest guy in the room. Zach, welcome to the show. How's it going? Yo, stoked to be on with you guys today. And I don't think I've been on before unless it was just a real quick cameo. But uh, I love the show, guys. I'll be honest. I've been looking forward to coming on this one for a long time. And Usually, I just really that start, I'm do. just saying when the flattery comes out, it just means <laughs> this is, this guy's going to tank it. But keep going. I'll, 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 you, you, you've been host other elsewhere. Let, let, I mean, let, let's hear it. I will admit. I mean, when I traded in the old suit and tie at the New York Stock Exchange, I didn't expect to be talking three dildos capital so soon. But you know, I'm excited to. Um, the NBC also- top story of the day. <laughs> breaking news but no i mean i think uh you know it's 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 been interesting to watch all this stuff nick i'm kind of curious what you sent in shipping containers though i didn't really hear what that was all about but uh, uh, liquor was one thing and then the other thing was uh and that was uh, importing it from brazil and then the other thing was uh shipping uh my grandma's house over to Belgium was the other thing that uh, we were doing there using a shipping container for that. So those are the two two things that I've utilized shipping containers for, 40-footers. Yeah, well. yeah, shipping houses. That makes sense. <laughs> but no, I mean, I just, I, I'm coming at it, P.O., uh, in regards to the bio, I guess I'm coming at things, you know, from a more traditional kind of markets-focused, traditional econ-focused thing, trying to figure out, uh, you know, everything that NFTs are all about, how they fit into that world. And, you know, when we were planning out coinage in our own NFT project, it was also looking at the Nifty portal. So this is not flattery. It's just truth around, you know, we were trying to figure out what projects structured themselves similarly. I know you guys are an 1155 contract. We also went that route. And yes, it's not really flattery. Just telling the truth here that I've watched you guys from afar and really enjoyed kind of the way you set things up. But, you know, we're trying to explain a lot of these things to a mainstream audience in long form stories. You know, rather than just kind of price moves. I did that for years at CNBC and Yahoo Finance, and I got burnt out. I got a little bored. So we're trying to cover more long-form narrative content. This, this is a long-form story right here, Zach. Yeah, I will tell you that. Yeah, a story to tell us literally nothing. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you must have been on the 24-hour news site uh, just talking heads because they're able to fill time like none other. This show is limited to one hour, though. So what we're trying to figure out is what's your take on the NFT market there? Bro, I was I was excited because I thought we were talking meme land. That's what I got an email about when I was like, all right, I got to study up on this shit. Um, but, you know, I think right now that was going to be my little cursor to figure out where this market heads. And I'm not entirely sure what you guys' thoughts are on that specific project or any others. I've been listening to kind of all the little price moves we were talking about before this. But that to me was kind of a bellwether for where things might go in 2023. Well, I saw a scam for uh, Memeland uh, on. How quickly post- did you click, click it? On Reddit. <laughs> Auto sign the transaction. <laughs> um, but when is the mint for uh, Memeland? It already minted. It minted yesterday. It reveals oh, what's Saturday. The, what's, what's the floor now? There isn't there. It's tradable on Saturday. It's a potatoes floor is expectedly dumping now as a result of that mint. Dumped so. yesterday too. That's where we've been talking about Cubs because now there's a hundred raffles for captains for the clubs, which are up a full Ethereum 
per Cubs since we brought it up two days ago. I told you. I just saying, Nick. No, I'm, I'm not talking. Trade. Yeah, one goes up, the other goes down. That's the way that this market works. And ultimately, uh, you end up losing money on the combined total. So that's the way that the these equations always play out. I'm bullish on meme land, but the problem is, is you have so like when you end up in a, a world where like there's so many damn NFTs like uh, spread across projects. I feel like that's what happened with Goblin Town, right? It gets way crazier too. There's like a multi-month rollout for reveal. In which there's like different layers of action you have to take to reveal certain parts and get certain rare attributes, and it's complex, dude. This is the problem. Like, it, it, it's it, it. Well, part of it actually makes sense. Look, uh, like uh, if you part of it makes sense. Look, I, this came out weird when I was saying that, but please pardon that. I'm not used to being a 24 hour sort of talking head speaker on the show, so the. Uh, I have a lot of slip-ups occasionally in the words that I utilize, similar to Witters. What I was going to say is in terms of uh, projects, it kind of makes sense. This is uh, work to earn, right? Like this is uh, the new work to earn model is that you monitor a project closely. You wait six months for them to actually release the dang thing that they were talking about. I know that the Creeps family feels that heavily, right? And then what happens is, because um, they were all in my DMs and replies yesterday, uh, after a single literal throwaway comment, um, but uh, but no, don't don't worry. Your community's strong. In terms of uh, the potatoes, it's that sort of work to earn thing where you end up with a bunch of different uh, NFTs, and it's just hard work to work through all the logistics. That's kind of my take on on this sort of thing. It's like you got to spend your entire day figuring out what the hell these the damn projects going to do, uh, because inevitably, if you just hold on to your one asset, you, it's going to pump and dump. Like that's just what's going to happen, and you screwed up because you didn't uh, make the mint because you weren't paying attention to our morning show, right? You were too busy figuring out what the hell is going on with Kevin McCarthy, <laughs> and I get it. You know, that's like the sort of thing that you've been running into. So, anyways, that's it's, what I got to say about it, Meme Land. It's on everybody's mind. Fran Alations <laughs> has his hand raised. Fran Alations is someone that you know his career. I want to be clear. Signal also is now fully disappointed at my joke. Like I went, <laughs> it, it went through a whole life cycle. Dude, I appreciate. I didn't it. even know who the speaker person is. Now I feel like that part. They're gonna go down in my diary today. coffee. <laughs> How long has it been? Easy. What's the timer on the joke? That was six minutes and forty-two seconds. So okay. he did go a little bit longer on that one. Almost two x from the previous one. <laughs> Easy's just so technical. He's able to also track Nick's joke refresh rate. I love it. Um, Franelations is on stage. Franelations, ladies and gentlemen, is a career collectibles trader. A lot of y'all think that you are, but this guy actually is. Franelations, fresh off of picking up uh, picking up another board ape. Business as usual for a guy like him. Fran, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. Uh, just got back from Egypt and. You know, straight to trading NFTs right and away. Proposing, and proposing. Congratulations, thank amigo. You. She said yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you. That was definitely an awesome experience. But, but yeah, I just want to say, um, you know, thinking back to kind of the run up we had early last year, um, um, before the year ended, I was kind of thinking what might potentially do that this year, and my call was Azuki. Uh, the idea mm. there was uh, the fact that, you know, uh, aside from Yuga projects, it had the farthest lead uh, ahead as far as pricing goes. 
And, you know, uh, there's definitely been a strong fan base there. And so, you know, the idea of something that would be the runner up to Yuga not being at 28th and at the time, I think it was like 12, just seemed like it would be the next play. And we, we saw it run uh, these past few days to 17. So uh, definitely saw that coming. And kind of the idea with this uh, board eight pickup is kind of the price um, difference between if you think back to the other side lands, uh, the mutant land goes for way less than like the ape land. And, uh, you know, just the idea of, of holding that asset for this potential drop was, uh, you know, very exciting. Kind of thought of it as almost like a rebate back from um, this purchase, uh, you know, whatever the airdrop is, uh, almost lowering the the price point uh, of entry. And so, yeah, either, either way, uh, that was kind of the thought process there. Um, like Witters was saying, I am definitely a little uh, anxious with uh, all the euphoria going on, but I do think uh, there will be some continued price action with this uh, board ape drop. So that was my thought process. After that, who knows? It, it could uh, kind of uh, dump to hell after that. But at least running up to this uh, board ape drop, I think there is uh, room for some more upside. Yeah, I mean, hey, in relations, you're rarely wrong, big guy. Um, I, uh, I was every time I look at Ranga, I think of you just because you were sweeping so hard in like the 0.4, 0.5 ETH range. Should have joined you on that, did get a little of the upside, but those are even quietly creeping up to like 1.5. So your bags must be looking pretty pretty today. Yeah, so I actually uh, downsized most of my Ranga bags. I do have uh, a lot of Valhalla b um, bags at this point. And I was kind of saying this, uh, I put out a tweet yesterday how, you know, we, we saw all the, the excitement for these animal PFPs. But right now, there's some spotlight on Azuki and potentially there on Ranga and Valhalla. And the idea that maybe humanoid uh, PFPs could see some sort of a run as well uh, is something yeah. that... Yeah. Some real depth to that thesis. Gotta love the NFT space. Like, yeah, we already saw the run on the animal cartoon pictures, and now we're going to move on to the human cartoon pictures. Uh, feels like a sound thesis. A good, uh, well, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, just, it's just straight science that uh, winter animals don't do as well in summer. So, I mean, you got a month and a half left, best case scenario. Uh, yeah, a I month do. and a half. Winter on the East Coast lasts a lot longer, yeah. and it's one of the most frustrating things that it lasts through April. And you're sitting there in April saying, what the hell is going on with this weather? Although this winter right now, it's 55 degrees outside, so it's uh, pretty nice. I feel like no one's talking about that, though. Kix is absolutely right. Look, all the Pudgy Penguin folks, Kaleo's a big-time Pudgy Penguin guy. Congratulations on the monster win that you've uh, received. But do you guys have a plan for July and August? I'm thinking, honestly, I'm going to make a call right now. You're not going to be able to give those Pudgy Penguins away in July and August. I'm saying $20, $30. People are going to be like, no, I'll give you 10 How about Pio, that, you okay? you saying that last July and August. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, and and they were probably right, right? It went down to point eight. When did it hit that? I mean, like, like when I say last July and August, I mean this last year in twenty two. Pio, you guys were still saying the same thing about the pudgies, right? Well, I don't like, know if my like, weather oh, thesis was as built out. I'm saying, you... like, we're gonna fade it again. Like, there's no way these flightless <laughs> birds actually take flight. What happened? <laughs> That's another conversation. You want to talk about flightless birds and the fact that there's no real utility there. That's a totally different conversation. Uh, but Kaleo, now that we're chatting, you know, how do you feel about this rally? Uh, I believe you you were saying that you think we're going to see like a 2x potentially on like Bitcoin and Ethereum from here. I also saw DC investors say that he wouldn't be surprised if you see that this year, like a rally and then a dump, as we've seen in other bear markets in crypto history. I'd love to know, you know, what you think about this. 
I don't know, man. I mean, worst case scenario, like the market's at an inflection point right now. I'm I'm still on the side where I lean bullish. I think that we do go up from here. There are a lot of smart people who say down. But one way or the other, I think everybody, even the people that I see that think that we've got a little bit more downside, they kind of see it as a capitulation before we start that ramp back up. So one way or the other, I think that like, you know, being extremely bearish here on some of those main blue chip assets is just a little bit greedy, personally. And I think that this is an area historically that, you know, both time frame from the happening and, you know, the price range as far as the drop that you should start accumulating rather than being in this greedy, okay, I'm going to short the shit out of this and try to stack a little bit more on the downside so I can have a little bit more on the upside. It, it just doesn't make as much sense. So I think now is the time for higher conviction plays. And, you know, that tends to end up, I, I think, benefiting markets like what we're seeing right now with the NFT uh, market starting to ramp up, where I, I really think what we're seeing here extends a little bit further. Maybe I'm too bullish. You know, maybe maybe the like people that are saying, okay, we've seen too much here. We need to take some more off the board. That's probably smart to do considering what we've seen the past several months, but I really think it's just going to get, uh, just getting started. I think that we, um, you know, like if I'm looking at the pudgy chart, pudgy's, maybe an all-time high as far as their ETH floor. They're not the USD all-time high yet. So I think whenever they break above 12K USD, which right now is around, you know, 9.6 ETH, 10 ETH, um, breaking above that, I really think if they can do that, that they'll propel, who knows, you know, 20 ETH has always been my target that I've talked about since I got into them back in um, July. And, I think there's a potential they could even propel past that, depending on what type of mania there is. And as you see a collection like that really solidify itself as a blue chip and it returns confidence back to that market, that confidence permeates across everything else. And, you know, you've seen that right now play out with the cute thesis and some of the other ecosystems that have been really tightly, um, tightly, uh, I guess just wound together with the pudgies and you know, you're starting to see a trickle into other ecosystems as well. So it's been a lot of fun. I think that it keeps going um, my opinion and you know, we'll see. And when you say it keeps going, you think like the NFT specific rally keeps going. Yeah. You know, like I'm way more bullish on NFT than I am alts right now. So, you know, I, like I, I tweeted this out the other day, I think a lot of the alts right now that you see across the market are still heavily concentrated as far as their ownership by, you know, either VCs. They still have some unlocks across the board that you're going to see this year. Um, you know, you're basically praying for a dead cat bounce just so, you know, that you could potentially get out of your bags before one of these VCs gets out of theirs. And I think that the NFT market is primed for a lot healthier of a rally in this type of a situation because, you know, it just doesn't have that same type of concentrated ownership across the board. It's not nearly as much of a predator-based market where, you know, it really is the distribution as far as these mints. I mean, obviously, there's some projects where, you know, you can look across the board and say, okay, there's some wallets that have a shit ton of whatever 
you know, if they start moving, maybe there's a little bit more of an issue, maybe a red flag that you should start paying attention to. But, you know, the model for NFTs isn't necessarily, you know, like with shit coins, whenever you sell them, you're, you're raising capital um, with these VCs at an extremely discounted price. And then these teams are setting aside more of that shit coin that they can sell later on to continue to raise capital. And it's all about continuing to extract value from the consumer rather than provide it for them. And I just think the NFT market is primed for a healthier balance for those type of reasons. So I'm a lot more bullish on NFTs right now as far as a mini bull run type of situation than I am alts in general. Um, so yeah, all coins of pictures. I don't think that it's something that lasts longer than a few months. Uh, I still think 2024, 2025 are the big years for NFTs, but I still think there's uh, some more gas left in the tank. Nick, it looks like you wanted to say something. Well, yeah, uh, unrelated. It, I'm about to draw the uh, winner for the portal. So you have, uh, I don't know, 45 seconds to uh, sign up at the nifty.com uh, for, sign up for the newsletter, and I'm going to make a drawing uh, momentarily, and uh, we can announce it. Uh, well, I'm not reading off the entire email address, but uh, I'll be selecting. Love to hear it. Uh, Micah G's had his hand raised. He's been waiting for a while. Micah, what's on your mind? Hey, um, well, I, I made a play today. I figured I'd bring up uh, one NFT that I don't know if, P.O., you might have some bad uh, memories of this, but uh, Akutar's Yesterday I bought one because today they have some announcement. I didn't realize they're pairing with Instagram, like they're yeah. partnering with Instagram. Um, so that's the eighth. But apparently the like uh, thing, the space where they talk about it is happening. I mean, now it's happening like now-ish or, or pretty soon. Um, so I, I'm probably just a degenerate gambler. Like, let's face it, I'm just hoping the price goes up. Um, but, you know, they were down to 0.3. It's, it's a great community. You can't help but root for the guy. Uh, so that was just one play I saw today that I was I was willing to throw a flyer on. I love the way they look. Um, you know, it's a classic good story, and uh, and they have at least some sort of market movement chance here. Yeah, I mean, I don't have any bad memories from it. I have a huge bag of those still. Um, what I would say is they've always demonstrated, like Micah and, and his team, Summer, they've always demonstrated a, a very strong ability to get partnerships. It's not really a surprise that Instagram um, you know, has has partnered with them. They also were the only non-Disney IP at that big uh, Disney IP uh, like showcasing event. So, um, you know, like for all, it, it could, maybe they're appropriately priced right now or maybe it is a uh, mispricing in the market because maybe this actually is a fastball down the middle for the nft space uh we'll have to see what happens i see nick shaking his head you just need another phrase the fastball down the middle has uh has been the past month you you need uh you need some you need a new uh a new pitch i'm gonna be honest uh and uh maybe a curveball you know maybe maybe curveballs are the new thing or a uh, change up Ch change up. Yeah. Look, Nick, naming all the baseball pitches. Nick, do we have to, to or take a slider or a slide? Oh, you look at you. You're, you're a regular, uh, you're Wade Boggs at this point. Um, I'm, I'm going to pick someone right now. I got him. And, uh, if you're wondering, uh, I can't, um, uh, I'll say the person's first name and the domain they went with. The first one is if you're using a Gmail account, well, there's a chance that you're a winner today. Uh, never mind the fact that 90% of people on our list use Gmail. 
but if your name is Timothy, well, then uh, you got an even better chance. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to give the full, uh, the full email to our team, and they're going to reach out uh, momentarily. But it sounds like the winner's name is, is probably Timothy. Timothy. Yeah, and uh, and they use Gmail. I, I don't want to say anything else. Timothy other than that. at gmail.com? No, that's not the email address. Okay, I'm, I'm just not. Uh, if I gave his last name, then you'd have his uh, you'd have his email address. Timothy okay, Grant so. at gmail.com. Okay. <laughs> no, but uh, I'll say the last name starts with a C. Okay. Timothy Cooper at gmail.com. You got it, PO. You nailed it. Timothy Crawley. Okay. Well, shout out to Timothy. Uh, Cohasset at gmail.com. Uh, thank you for participating. Hey, and uh, also I hear that he's into winter birds. So that's uh, that's a big thing. Well, you better dump those before the summer because it gets hot here in July. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where you live. If you live in like northern Canada, I guess you could make a case for holding the, the pudgy penguin. But anyway, uh, so before we wrap, I saw J Zach Guzman raise his hand one more time. Zach, was there something that you wanted to chime in with? Yeah, Kelly, I just sparked my mind there, and it's kind of an open question for everybody on that point where he's talking about finding value right now. I was surprised to hear that he's more bullish on NFTs than anything else, and I feel like that reminded me of a phrase that annoyed me all the time on air when we were all just talking heads, which is a stock picker's market, which is a confusing phrase. Um, so I don't know if he'd, if he's still on to weigh in in terms of why that may be. You mentioned Disney IP and the idea of how much value is behind some of these NFT projects. I feel like to Nick's earlier point, all this shit's really complicated to follow. And I feel like, I don't know if it's necessarily fair to say in a bear market that uh, the reason why it could be an NFT pickers market is just because it's so complicated and finding the value in some of those projects is the key to all this. I wonder if that's why Kaleo thought that way. I don't know if you guys would agree. I feel like I feel the like saying it's a pickers market implies that it's bullish. Like you're, you're always winning. Like in a bull market, we all pretty much win. No, in a, in a picker's market, it's the opposite of a bull market. In a bull market, you don't have to be a good picker. You could close your eyes and you could pick anything and it would go up. Like in, in choppy markets, mm. um, it's a stock oh, picker's market be because if you pick the right stock, you know what I mean? Then you get like when I bought Meta at $100. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, Great pick. Stock portfolio. I'm not trying to brag at all, dude. When he started shorting money. dicks at uh, at 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 a yeah, I closed at a, that out for a nice two thousand dollar <laughs> loss. Uh, that was a hell of a move. Uh, don't fade Nick's uh, financial report analysis. He's like, I don't know about this. It looks like uh, <laughs> get a pretty good deal on this here right now. But yeah, stock pickers market means you know everything else is like choppy. But if you pick a good uh, a good horse, you're going to win the race. Love to hear it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. Shout out to Timothy Chalamet, who did end up winning. Uh, he's a very popular, you know, film and TV not, actor. All right. Love the movie, Dune. Love the movie, Dune. Uh, you never loved me, Mom. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was him on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> well, so we, we got a big Timothy fan here. Cultured. My bad. <laughs> we got a big Timothy fan. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10, 15 a.m. Eastern time each and every week. Hope everybody had fun today. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show. Shout out to all our speakers, Nifty Nick, Signal, Crypto Kaleo, Kicks, Easy, Zach Guzman, Bunny, Node, Witters, Franilations, Micah G. Uh, we didn't get to hear from Wizard of Soho, but he was briefly on the stage. Uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter. That's 
at thenifty.com. And while you're at it, sign up for So Rare because it's just legit fun if you like sports and you like NFTs, check it out, thenifty.com slash so rare. Uh, we're going to be running pl- tournaments where you can play against me. I am going to whip your ass, though, because I've been focused on so rare for a few weeks now uh, intensely. And uh, yeah, I'm getting pretty damn good at it. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, check out the newsletter, thenifty.com. And we appreciate you listening. We will see you tomorrow. Last morning show of the week tomorrow. We'll catch you next time.